And welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm Brandon and I'm sitting here with Joe. Yo, what's up? And I'm sitting here with Josh. What's up? What's up, dog? Yeah, you know. (laughs) How you kicking it? Kicking it like a like a horse that's upset. Okay. But I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm bucking. Bucking. Yeah, it's bucking. It's a bucking good time. Is that only bucking on a horse? What would you call it on a bull? On a bull, I'd say. Is it bullin'? Bullocking. <laughs> Bullocking. Yeah. <laughs> do bulls buck? Buck Find bull, out next yeah. time. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Joe's a bull. Josh is a bull. I'm a calf. We'll protect you. Yeah. Like our calf. Kind of always been our herd dynamic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Brands are little, little baby. You mm-hmm. know, our little five foot two baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you just got to keep giving me milk until I can, you know. Sustain on my own. We keep trying. We give you all that bull milk. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the bull milk, baby. Yeah. Uh, So we're doing a movie this week. You know? Yeah. You guys know that? We're doing Uh, a movie. Doing a movie? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, it's Suspiria, and it's 1977. It's a groovy time, and Josh picked a groovy movie. Oh, yeah. Groovy guy picked a groovy movie. Really getting down with a funky chunk. Yeah, why'd you pick this this week, Josh? Why'd you pick it? I picked it because it was recommended to me for a while from someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kept going, okay, okay, I'll listen to it, or I'll watch it, I'll watch it. And, uh, you know, finally I was just like, I was kind of rump with picking the movies, and I'm like, you know what? Let's check out this movie. And I kind of looked up a couple things, and I was I was drawn in. I was absolutely drawn in, like a couple of the, the way it looked. Oh yeah, and yeah. just the summary of it. Like I read a summary about like kind of the first scene. I was like, "Oh yeah, that first scene sounds like something." Yeah, yeah, this this movie looks so unique with such unique camera moves. Like the camera moves in this movie were kind of they were kind of top notch, next level. Yeah, honestly, uh, it like. Well, it looked like it was definitely like a 70s, like in the 70s, like that shit was like 70s design, which, oh, oh yeah, that shit, by the way, 70s design terrifies me alone. Like their font, really? the way things were designed with all the weird shape, like the color schemes, everything about the 70s terrifies me because it was like anxiety. <laughs> the unsettling I found, 70s. Yeah, I found a 70s coloring book in a grandparent's basement once and I was like, Bleh! And like freaked out. I was just like unsettled. I <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, just not, not today. Motherfucker. Like, but well, yeah. We're going to get real deep inside this ballet academy. Yeah. And I think that's something that all three of us, like, I know that we've all kind of like wanted to be dancers at one point in our time. Who says we're not? I think all three of us were kind of more like the Chris Brown Usher type of dancers. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, like like more H like uh, R and B dancing. Yeah, I definitely pride myself on learning like the Usher slide. That's like what I I walk into like like I go to work. Yeah, and there he goes here comes Josh and I usher. You can see him on the security camera usher sliding into the room. Joe can do the worm. 
Yeah, man. That's I actually got famous off doing the worm in middle school dances. So you probably heard me. Uh, name's Joe. And I just it popped his ball. Only yeah. his one test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened once. Has anyone ever asked how the worm felt about that? <laughs> uh, it felt great for both of us. Josh is very consistent. Okay. All right, it's on the record. Okay, okay. But yeah, so we're, so we're doing Suspiria. 97.7, I think it's the first time we've all seen this movie, which is crazy, Yeah, but honestly, to do it and then, you know, have it on the podcast here, I mean, it's kind of cool Yeah, no, it's... for us all to be experiencing it. It's our first time together. Yeah. Our Suspiria cherries will knot into one and explode <laughs> after being stabbed. 17 times? I don't... <laughs> by, <laughs> by a hairy arm. Yeah. Yeah, so while our cherries are popping, Joe, we're going to need you to fack us. Okay. To get it going. Okay. Fack and do it, man. All right. Get ready to be facked. We're ready. We're bent. Suspiria, 1977. (laughs) Is this your guys' first Argento film? Go ahead and take your time. <laughs> is this your first film that you've seen by Dario Argento? I'm not gonna say uh, probably. I'm probably. Almost likely. <laughs> no, I think Brand. Didn't we watch Deep Red together, or did you fall asleep? I believe that we did start to watch Deep Red <laughs> together. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I saw all of Deep Red, and it was a lot different than Suspiria. So. What happened was that after Dario Gento directed Deep Red, uh, he decided to go with less of a mystery detective movie and more into the horror genre. So that's how he opened with Suspiria. Good call. Yeah, and it was a very good call. Um, So Suspiria was filmed in Germany, in Munich, and all over Germany for about four months. Uh, And gosh darn... They, he, he just fucking nailed it, man. Yeah. He nailed the scenery and everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's amazing. And it, it's probably the first time I've really appreciated a, a Dario Argento movie. But the tagline is, the only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That actually claims that the movie is an hour and 44 minutes while it's actually an hour and 39 minutes. Yeah, I saw a lot of weird discrepancies with that. Like, they'd say one hour 44 here, hour 29 there, hour 33 here. Somewhere along the line, it was cut. I mean, yeah, there's... Yeah, someday we're going to see something. Someday, someday. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Entertainment Weekly magazine ranked this as the 18th scariest movie of all time. No kidding. When did they rank that? Whenever they rank that, uh, oh. Suspiria. <laughs> uh, excellent. This uh, is 1980. A, a, favorite movie, <laughs> a favorite movie by Sir Quentin Tarantino. I'm not sure if he was knighted, but I doubt he's knighted. <laughs> oh no, he's the, he's, uh, he's so, like knighted as King of the Feet Commission. I mean, if royalty <laughs> has a sword over his head, it's not for knighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Suspiria means to sigh or side. Or also whispered, which kind of lines up with this fucking crazy ass soundtrack that we hear all throughout the movie oh nonstop. It is crazy. Uh, 
in an interview with Jessica Harper, she said that most of the actors spoke different languages, mostly Italian and German. So that made filming it kind of a pain in the ass for her, or at least uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least like a little bit more difficult than it yes. should have been. Uh, but it was all dubbed anyway. So I mean, they filmed the movie keeping in mind that it would be dubbed. She's not dubbed though, right? No, she, yeah, no, she's not dubbed. And that's actually Dario Argento. He said that like he's, he kind of, he's kind of disappointed that the Italian dubbed version did not have Jessica's, Har- Jessica Harper's real voice. Cause he actually liked her really voice, her real voice. Hmm. Yeah. She does have a nice voice. She does have a nice voice. She mm-hmm. has a nice voice. And she does. Yeah. And nice eyebrows. I say. Very nice eyebrows. And they say. She has nice hair. The eyebrows are on fleek. Absolutely. But they still say that. Amen, cuz. Yes. Amen, my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it being Easter week, it is Easter yeah. week. Amen. And amen. Amen. Blessed thee. <laughs> and so it was written, Jessica Harper's eyebrows were on fleek. And the voice yes. given from the angels above was also on top of the fleek. And the fleek sailed. And Jessica went. Amen. You heard? All right. Happy uh, Easter. It's like... <laughs> All right. From the opening credits, you probably saw that Dario Argento wrote this with Daria Nicolodi, who was actually they they wrote this movie together in with the idea that Daria would play the lead role, but the studio insisted that an American actress be cast for the lead to make it more marketable. How about that? That's pretty interesting. He he like wrote it for himself. She wrote it. And he wrote it for her. He was dating Daria Nicolodi at the time. Well, that's just cute. It was cute. Yeah. And it was actually inspired by Daria Nicolodi's grandmother telling Daria and Daria. It's <laughs> so similar. Yeah. It was, her grandmother told Argento some stories about her time in the music academy. And I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't go too far into that, but I'll mention that later. Uh, let's see what else. Cast Jessica Harper because she had big eyes. Big just, eyes. It's kind of weird. Yes, that's good. It's good to have. It's, yeah, sure. I mean, there's a reason for better to see you with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but big eyebrows you have. Keep in, to keep in mind keep the dandruff out of my eyes. Yeah, that's what that's for, right? Big eyelashes. Eyebrows. Well, like eyebrows. I think eyelashes keep keep like dander and stuff out, but I think eyebrows oh, do too. Don't I they? think those are just for the attraction. Like, yeah, it's just the. Uh, look at that. You see what I'm doing to Joe right now? Oh yeah, he's lifting his eyebrow, and Joe's actually actually showing some signs of interest. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. All right, I'm back from being on my knees. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, there was carpet. Uh, Josh, you might like this one. Keep in mind that Dario Argento had cinematographer Luciano Tavoli watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to model the color scheme. Nice. Yeah. And uh, lastly, lastly, sweet. The original script was to have. The cast be no older than twelve years old. What? No. 
Yeah, so the producers said that's not going to work because people literally get stabbed to death and we can't do that to 12-year-olds. <laughs> so they changed it to 20-year-olds. Okay. Good move. But Daria, he he didn't change the script too much. Oh, and that's why like some of the dialogue is very childlike. Okay. I don't know if you guys noticed that, yeah. but that's interesting. <laughs> okay, things make sense now. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty wow, that's that's a good that's a good facking right there. Yeah. Yeah, there Joe, you go. You made me come tonight. Hey, first you time <laughs> first time I fact you that good, huh? Yeah. I mean, was that is that all or you got a little more? You got a little more in the tank? I'm glad we got tarps all over this room. Good for sound. Yeah. And for the inevitable fantastic facking of the factastic Joe. Yes. Let's, let's get in this plot, guys. <laughs> so you ready to get in? Let's, Josh, you ready to get in? Yep. Yeah. Thing is, I'm already in. Well, that's good. Well, that's good because we're getting into it right here, right now. Suspiria, 1977, as Joe said, directed by Dario Argento. Very big influence on a lot of modern directors, too. Like uh, Eli Roth. I know he takes a lot of inspiration from him. Right, Joe? Yeah, definitely. I think we all watched an interview with Eli Roth saying that. <laughs> yeah, he did, dude. All right, so the movie starts out with some intense music um, on just a black screen, white letters. But somehow, man, that score just makes it hit real hard. So those white letters are just daunting. Uh, so this movie starts out with a kind of a monologue here, just a just a little setup, a little exposition. We're gonna have Josh go ahead and uh, bring us into this one. Go ahead, Josh, whenever you're ready. I'm ready right now. And the bland narrator said, <laughs> Susie Benner decided to perfect her ballet studies in the most famous school of dance in Europe. She chose the celebrated Academy of Freiburg. One day at nine in the morning, she left the airport of New York and arrived in Germany at 10.40 p.m. local time. Yeah, so setting up, so she's coming. Um, she's coming in the airport. And she's walking through, and this is our first look at Susie uh, Bannon, who is played by Jessica Harper. Uh, Jessica Harper has a pretty long uh, acting career. She's she's still acting to this day. Her last series mm -hmm. was C in 2021. It just wrapped up. And she's still cute, by the way. If I, if I might say that. If I could say that. <laughs> I'd just like to mention that. Uh, she was also in uh, Tales of the Crypt TV series in 1990. Uh, and Does she do mainly horror movies? A lot of TV series, honestly. Okay. Yeah, like Tales of the Crypt uh, was one that was horror, but she was like in Seventh Heaven and, ah, okay. you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so, and she's really good in this movie. Yeah, I have no complaints at all. I thought she did a great job. Yes. Um, and then we, she's like walking through these automatic doors and we just like get a close up of the automated system that they have. What'd you guys think of that? Like score cutting in and out, <laughs> like it, when it showed her it <laughs> played the Suspiria score mm -hmm. and then like <clears throat> it cut to like her looking at the doors, nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it was like already like her going through the door of madness. Yeah, I thought it was like at the, this point I was like the score is good. I thought the, I think it's going to be corny though. No, I listened to the score. I was just like I'm fucking totally invested in this. Like the score does like, like really amp it up, and the way it's kind of like that, like just like I don't know, just yeah. And by the way, actually, uh, <laughs> Daria's girlfriend Daria is actually a a cameoed in this scene. She's just one of the girls walking behind the Scarber. See, I would like that for a whore. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like in the movie, like, you know, starring or anything, but just be like a person that passes by so I can just, you know, put that on at parties and show it to people. Yeah. yeah right, right. This is so, me. Yeah. Look at me. I'm in this. I'd definitely be that guy. Be like, oh, look what I've done with my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. Josh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, You're making us all sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she has her shoe, her suitcases. She's walking through. Uh, there's a huge storm going on. She's trying to get a taxi, but like all of the all of the taxis just go by her. It's pretty 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 rough. She starts jumping out like almost right in front of these taxis too. Yeah, yeah. she she really is. Trying, I mean, if that's what you got to do though to get a taxi's attention, you know. And you know, maybe you can't blame the taxi drivers for passing. You know, so you maybe screwing out the window like oh, all my seats are suede baby like sorry <laughs> yeah, like, uh, this is suede <laughs> <Can't help you. laughs> uh she finally gets one and she like asked the person she's like hey can you give me a hand with these and he must have said no because he does not get out of that car i mean it's, stor- <laughs> it's storming pretty heavily can't blame yeah. him uh she does go get him i'm mean, she only has like two small bags i mean come on uh, she does get them. She throws them in. Uh, she has. She shows the driver. Uh, she kind of tells the driver where she wants to go, but uh, he doesn't understand her because there's a language barrier. Uh, mm. <laughs> so she shows the driver a piece of paper, and he knows exactly where to go. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like it, he should have known what the fuck she was saying. It's just like off by one thing. It's like a. Is your salsa? Is your salsa? Oh, you mean estresasa? Oh, you know those minor things can really can really mean a whole different thing, Josh. He knows. He knows. He's being a dick. Apparently, in this scene, you could actually see Dario's reflection in one of the windows, and it is chalked up as a mistake. But he did say it was on purpose. Really? Yeah. That's what you have to do when you're an artist. When you're, yeah, I meant exactly. to do that. <laughs> like, he's a ghost. Honestly, I went to school for art a little bit, and they did say, if you ever make a mistake, just say it's on purpose. That's what I was told. Mm-hmm. I didn't go as long as Joe. I did it like, in high school and stuff, but... So, <laughs> no, I didn't go I, at no, all. <laughs> I, no, I did every art class except for the photography and digital shit. Yeah, and uh, one of my things blew up in the kiln. <sighs> and he's like, make it, make it look on purpose it's <laughs> just like it yeah. fucking blew up what do you want me yeah, to do no, i was like and then i like i all you have to do is write in the description he's hurt <laughs> 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 damaged by society it's, it's all about your description baby right it's all about the description about the backstory uh, so she's drying off in the back seat and we see like a close-up of some white water you know, just water coming through a uh, like a tunnel or a vent thing, like really fast. Some white water, um, and we we're seeing this this pretty spooky town. Like, there's no one out. It's raining. Uh, you know, there's like strange pillars. There's like long giant pillars. 
Uh, there's this strange lighting everywhere in this town. Uh, we get a close-up of a grate, like, filtering all this water, showing that. I mean, it's raining pretty goddamn hard tonight. Uh, they get to the woods, and we have this really cool wide shot of all these trees. And, like, through the trees, you can see, they're, like, thin trees. You can see the headlights of the car coming mm-hmm. through. Uh, they pull up to a tall red building. Now, Josh, Ooh. what was the name of the building? What was the name of the school? Tons. 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 Dance school or something? Like? Dance school, yeah. Tons, <laughs> Tons dance school. That's what it is. Tons. D-A-N-Z. Tons. Uh, she walks in, and as she walks in, a woman runs out. Well, she tries to walk. She, like, walks up to the door, and a woman runs out, and, uh... The person on the intercom tells uh, tells Susie to go away. Now, couldn't Susie have just grabbed the door from when the girl was coming out? Well, you know, I mean, she really it seems get a in little in. aggressive, yeah, though, right? You want to make sure you're invited, or else you're trespassing. She was like, she was like, wasn't she like brought to the school? Though? Yeah, because like later, I mean, the girl's like, "Why didn't you? Why weren't you here last night?" You want to make sure it's okay. Last thing you want to do is get arrested in a foreign country. That's true. Yep. Um, as she as she walks in, yeah. So she walks in. The lady comes out. So she gets back into the taxi. She like tells the taxi to stay for stay there with her, and uh, she sees someone running in the woods as we like from her taxi car. She sees someone running in the woods as we get this crazy intense music. Yeah, yeah. This is where the music really pops off for the first time. Which, by the way, the taxi driver. Uh, also played a taxi driver in a Dario Argento film called Inferno, which is apparently uh-huh. the sequel to Suspiria. Oh, really? No kid. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do that. Shit. Uh, I def- uh, anything connected to this movie, I, I'm going to watch. Yeah, as, as well as the remake. Yeah, absolutely. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, we see the woman in the red coat that we saw in the woods. Uh, she walks into the, a building with a huge red it has like re- huge red salmon walls in there it's just like a red based fucking yeah oof it's unsettling it, yeah it's just all red it's all red the uh, color of anxiety <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember working at target <laughs> <laughs> uh she gets in the elevator and then next we see pat hingle who's played by ava axon and as little as she's in this movie, she actually had to stay on set for like a month. Wow. Yeah. She had to stay on set for a month. Something like that. <laughs> Just for good, for good measure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so she actually, she hasn't, she kind of stopped her acting career. Her last acting credits in 1981. Oh, wow. Mm. Not too long after this one. What was that? Uh, it is something real crazy. It's a, uh, Joe, can you go ahead and pronounce this for me? <laughs> uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> it is Il Fascino del Insolito. Can I peek, peek over there? I mean, you could peek over, but... Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an Italian movie. Yeah, it's about gothic science fiction. So, that was kind of cool, though. <laughs> it does sound kind of sweet, and she is—I mean, she's decent for the little, the, the small part that she's in. Um, and then so just Pat, 
So yeah, Pat, and then she's with Sonia, who's Susan uh, Jevicoli. Does that sound? Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds perfect. It's uh, like I'm listening to Italian right now. <laughs> uh, so so uh, Pat's saying that she's just going to stay just for the night, and Sonia says that you know it's okay that Pat got kicked out of school. Pat got so that's why she was rushing out. She's yeah. rushing out of the building because she got kicked out of school. Uh, Pat doesn't give a damn about getting back in school, and she just wants to get out of that place. So you can see that she's her feathers are ruffled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, she says she has to go to the bathroom. So while in the bathroom, uh, the window busts open, and you can see that she's just so on edge. I mean, she's just crumbling it like anything. Oh yeah. Um, this is the part where we start to hear like, we get this weird score here where it's like the ghost voices in the score. Yeah, it's like and like, like a this chanting. Is before we, this is before we know anything. So it's just like. Ooh. yeah and it's like i didn't know if that was like is this a ghost type of movie or like is it just a score choice score choice (laughs) (laughs) it was a score choice come to realize it's a score choice (laughs) uh but the score is fucking wild like this movie i mean i don't think you can stress how much the score just like pops off it's so fucking haunting and chilling like and just like Sporadic, like uh, um, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it was composed by Goblin, uh, in contribution with Dario Argento, and his contribution was mainly critical. Uh, they, <laughs> he insisted that they use the Greek instrument, the bazooki. 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 It's just like it's basically a Greek guitar. It's like that teardrop shaped guitar, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so they use that for the low tones. I guess, like, I guess Argento I went to like Athens once, and, just, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and he he heard that instrument, and then he went to Goblin, and he's just like, "Yo, we're using this in the movie." It's not the first time that they worked together. Goblin used to go by Cherry Five, and they did the score for Deep Red, and they changed their name to Goblin for this movie, and it just kind of took off from there. It's a good name to oh, yeah. to get it, to yeah. get Goblin. Goblin I mean, that's, yeah, that's like a pretty good yeah. Name. It's pretty great. Nowadays, you try to get a cool name like that. It's hard because I know it's all taken. Yeah. Uh, she so she slowly walks back. Uh, she backs walks back to the window and she grabs this. She grabs a lamp to look to see out the window. Mm. I didn't get that. I mean, it, would that help you see out the you window? You use the lamp as a flashlight. I, I mean, feel like it would I just create, make it glare. Yeah, yeah, just create glare. It'd make but, it harder to see out the window. But what if I told you that it actually makes eyes appear? <gasps> <laughs> oh, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I it also get. creates really good lighting for the character's face. Yes, it does. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, eyes appear outside. And it's pretty crazy because then after that we see an arm come out crushing her face against the glass of the window. Uh, oh my god! This part actually got me. Yeah, like uh, I was it not expecting anything like this. I saw Deep Red. I was like, okay, it's gonna be a fucking mystery movie, and turns out it wasn't. <laughs> like I kind of saw that the start of it happened, but I expected the execution to be different. I thought it was gonna be like a pop. Yeah, like uh. Like in Jackass Forever. <laughs> 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 Great this comparison. Is Jackass. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, she she gets fucked up by this arm. We only see an arm. And then she gets stabbed like a bunch. And it's actually like pretty good stabbing. Like it's like Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty haunting the way yeah, they just kind of they show the stabbing. Straight up like Tew! So um, apparently Dario has this thing where he likes to be the hands in his movies killing the characters. Uh, I did watch an interview with him. He said this is not the case in this one because he wanted giant hands. So okay. not his hands. Just not like some hands. giant ass hairy hands. Uh, well, she gets stabbed so much. And the arm that's doing it is like a really hairy arm. It's like really hairy arm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of wolf man. With claws. Black claws. Uh, it stabs her so much that it, I guess he like exposes her heart somehow mm-hmm. and he fucking just stabs her like beating heart. Yeah. And then they stab her through this window that they kind of show earlier as she's walking into the building. Mm-hmm. Like that stained glass window at the top. Yeah. Uh, she falls through that breaking everything and i think he he even sets up a rope doesn't he a wire or does it yeah. just happen to be like that yeah like quartered yeah he, yeah, he sets cord. it up he sets it up uh they set it up and she just like breaks through the glass stabbed to hell and is just hanging there in the middle of the room oh yeah fuck was not expecting any of this yeah. pretty badass honestly and then yeah. yeah that was deliberate too uh they set up that opening murder to be as shocking as they could make it just to yeah, throw you yeah. off your course. And add some uh, collateral damage. Some more collateral damage is Sonya, she dead too. Yeah. She got glass through her face and she got like this rod mm-hmm. through like the middle mm-hmm. of her body. Yeah. Is it pretty gnarly. Like the frame, yeah. Yeah. And, oh God, that didn't look like it was fun, man. No. She's probably like, this isn't fun at all. And the blood in this movie. It's just like this, like bright red. Yeah, just looks like paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is very bright. So put this paint in your face and uh, deal it, with it. It's kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, after that, we see. So this is the next day now, and we see Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, who's played. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel, who's played by, uh, Flavio Bucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bucci. 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 <laughs> Gorlami. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, so he is, uh... He's actually still... He's actually still working to this day. I mean, he, his last couple movies were in 2021. Uh, it seems like he stayed in a lot of uh, Italian cinema. Because... He has a lot of TV shows and movies over there. Okay. I thought he did pretty good in this movie for his part. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, I'm not sure if he's actually legally blind. I don't think so. Um, and he did pass away in 2020. So. All right, rip. Rip. Um, but he, does, he did have some things come out in 2021 afterward. And then also, I got this character uh, mixed up with uh, Pavlo. Like, I don't know why. I just, like, thought that this was Pavlo with sunglasses on. Pavlo? Who's Pavlo? He's, like, the big lurchy guy with the new teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I thought him and this guy were the same character for, like, the entire movie. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, it only, like, when they, when she, when she, like, when she kicks it, when she ends up kicking Daniel out of the school, I was, and then Pavlo is in the next scene bringing Susie dinner. 
I was like, what the fuck? She just like forgave him? How did you not realize that this guy was blind? <laughs> you had a seeing eye. Uh, I, know, I just thought he, I, I just thought, I knew he was blind, but I just thought like this other guy just knew his route so well or something. I don't know. <laughs> just took off his sunglasses yeah. and started serving food. There's hairy arms stabbing people. I, I wasn't like <laughs> the biggest jump, you know? Um, but yeah, his, Joe, what would you say? Is Giuseppe, his name is, uh, we're trying our best with the names here. Giuseppe. Giuseppe Tranzocchi. Yeah, that sounds good. Giuseppe Tranzocchi. Giuseppe (laughs) Tranzocchi. Close. (laughs) Sounds like the good old crack of a beer. Mm. Brought to you by beer. (laughs) Beer. It's here. You can't escape it. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that you guys didn't uh, get those mixed up. I I thought they were, I thought they were pretty. Uh, I mean, Giuseppe, he had he like Suspiria was his last movie. He never did another movie after that. Mm, okay, ran into a wall too hard. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he had other things in his life. You know, that would just he's a lawyer. Yeah, his wife, white picket fence, dog named Spot. Yes. Well, dog. <laughs> well, well, dog. Uh, well, Daniel, he's walking his dog, and you know he is blind, as we as we said. Um, he is at the building that Susie was at last night. He goes in, but he leaves his dog outside. Disrespectful. <sighs> Tell me about it. Like uh, all day, I guess. Yeah, all day, dude. That's fucked up, Dad. They should have let him in. Like, not even, like, on a big leash or anything. Just, like, a small leash sitting in front of the building all day. It's a good German Shepherd, though. Very good. Well, it's a service dog, so... Mm-hmm. Should be. But does it uh, deserve that? No. So, well, so, you know, service dogs, they... They do a service, you know? It's not all, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, no. they gotta get in there and get their paws dirty. Service deserves love. Respect. Agreed. Susie shows up and she finally shows up at the place. She goes in and we see a bunch of people in there. Like there's just people meeting everywhere. And this is where we meet uh, Miss Tanner, who's played by Alda Valley. Um, she is, she was been in the acting business. She was born in 1921. Yo. In, <laughs> in Italy, she uh, passed away in 2006. R.I.P. Uh, she was she was in a bunch of stuff in uh, Italian cinema as well. Um, you know we're not going to try and but- butcher any of those names, but uh, she had she had 135 credits. I mean she Damn. was she was in there. You know she That's was working almost Jackie Chan level. <laughs> uh, Susie like immediately narks. <clears throat> that was like the thing I know she's like, uh, well I was here last night, but so I talked mm-hmm. to someone and they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's how you start your career, you know, narking. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tanner, Miss Tanner introduces Susie to Madame Blanc. Or was it Blanquet? It was Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madame Blanc, she's played by Joan Bennett. This was her last, this was her final film. Really? Apparently, according to IMDb Facts. What happened? She started doing TV. <laughs> no, just, damn. Uh, she, she did actually start doing some TV. <laughs> she was in a TV movie called Love Suddenly. Hmm. 
Oh. I know that I read somewhere that her husband really convinced her to do this movie and that she didn't want to do it because of the violence in it. But her husband was like, come on, man. I love this director. It's a free trip to Italy. Or I need free the trip money. To Germany. Let's <laughs> yeah. just do this, man. And they did it and she was pissed because apparently Italian film makers, apparently Italian film crews are slow as hell. So she'd have to wait like five hours after getting ready for her shoots to actually be in a scene. Uh, so she didn't have a great time doing this movie, but if I could work out for her. I mean, and from what I'm seeing, her first movie she was in was in 1916. Jesus Christ! So she was Crazy. she was six years old when she, when she got her first acting credit. Wow, that's crazy. Yes, she plays the vice directress. She uh, didn't seem that old in this. N- no, she, no, it didn't. No, yeah. Uh, but I guess she was. Blanc <laughs> turns out that Blanc knows Susie's aunt, so they already got some connections. <laughs> but she tells Susie that Pat was murdered. That's how you that's how you start a conversation. Uh, she tells her about her living arrangements. Uh, she's gonna have to pay fifty dollars a week, which isn't bad. Huh. Uh, you know, this is when Tanner she's showing Susie around. Hey. Susie tells her that she saw she had she did see Pat last night. And she does have like a little thing where Susie just I don't know, just speaks really loudly, like over like the entire room to tell the cop that she saw her last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Did it bother you guys that Susie says, yeah, I came here before 10 last night and no one let me in. And then the <laughs> cop was like, yeah, someone got murdered around 11. And she's like, I was here around 11. <laughs> yeah. And I was <laughs> like, is, I was like, is, is, is she just like, I also like to say 50 bucks a week then. <laughs> yeah. 200 bucks. Well, she's at like the a critically acclaimed ballet school. <laughs> back so. then though. She'll probably get free living anyway. Spoiler. <laughs> like 50 bucks is just like, that's my month's salary. Yeah. <laughs> like back then. Yeah. Like. Uh, while going up these stairs, uh, we see Pavlo. Uh, Pavlo can only speak Romanian and he has nice false teeth. <laughs> the, the, the instructor's like, he's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And you can tell him that. Yeah, you can tell him that because he doesn't understand what you're saying. And then she goes on to say he's handsome because he got fake teeth. She does say that. Yeah. Weird. Uh, they go into the locker room and we see a bunch of women getting dressed, but no nudity in no this movie. titties. Sorry, everybody. Nothing to talk about here. <laughs> Confirm. Uh, so they're getting dressed. Uh, they get introduced to her. Uh, Susie meets Olga. Olga. And Olga is played by uh, Barbara Barbara Maganoffi. Sounds like you said it right. Alright, I'll take that. Uh, she, <laughs> uh, she's had she's had like uh she's had steady work over the years, some gaps in there. She's been in uh she's been in like a lot of shorts and TV shows, uh, you know, things like police rescue. Doing better than us, I'll say that. Yeah, she's steady. She's steady. <laughs> she's, she's getting work. Uh, she's French. Oh la la. Yes. Yes. We. Oui. Oui, oui. Mm. <laughs> oui. Oh, love what? 
so she borrows. She has to. Borrow, they make Susie have to borrow some shoes. Um, and she sits down, bumping into Sarah. Uh, Sarah is played by Stefina Cassini. Is that pretty good? That was great. Sounds great. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Better than ever. Uh, to Stefina, she has she has like a pretty long acting career too. She has something coming out in 2022. Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean she's she has a long list of it looks like some nice Italian uh, TV movies, miniseries, TV series. She's doing it all, doing it right. Uh, Olga sits next to them, and we get this moment where she like hisses at them and then Sarah mm-hmm. comes back like sticking her tongue out going like oh, yeah it's like and uh something about that wo- like woke a fire inside of me yeah it was uh Susie really? and Sarah you know what they say about names that start with S's right yeah they're snakes like I don't know I was sitting there like they were like doing that back at each other she's like in the other she was like and like I was just sitting there like this is so hot right now and they got closer and closer like that's crazy I thought this they were really going to start like, making out. Wow, this is where I realized that like this was definitely written for children. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> I need to open a window. It's getting hot here. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was just kind of like a juvenile type of, you yeah, know, yeah, just like cool. a girl's we, we girl. <laughs> we don't have to hang up on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know. <laughs> Uh, so we see Susie and Olga. Uh, they're back at their crib, Olga's crib. Yeah. Olga has a sweet ass crib too. Olga, does. oh man, wallpaper is crazy. I know, yeah. right? I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I'll do. That. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like black and white flowers. Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it's just so, it's so busy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just well so much going on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, turns out that Mark, played by Miguel Boise. He comes in. <laughs> Miguel boys. <laughs> uh, he comes in and he brought all of Susie's bags over for her. But and she asked him to stay, but he can't stay. But it seems like he might like her. I wonder if this is gonna turn into a budding thing. And if you think Mark is gonna be a main character, you'd be sorry, mistake. Budding with a D or T. Butting. Butting. Budding. Mm-hmm. But ding. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <What? laughs> Olga tells. Uh, Olga tells her that. Uh, that guy. And she's like. Fuck that guy. He's broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's broke. Uh, and then that Pat. Actually liked that guy. Poor Are we Pat. seeing. Is that the start of a mystery. Do I smell a mystery gang? Is. <laughs> Does that yeah. did that kind of make you guys feel like oh maybe mm. maybe Mark might be the killer? Well, at, at first I was like, okay, Pablo's the killer. I mean, who else has like giant? Who who else has that giant of oh, yeah. arms and probably Harry? Uh, we don't see Pablo's hands, arms, or I, hands in that scene, but still. But I honestly thought it was something summoned, just given how well, inhuman it was. You could be right. Uh, Olga. 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 Olga goes ahead and says here that Pat was a dis- difficult person to be around. Uh, she says that Susie. Uh, Susie says here that she recalls her Pat saying something about an iris. You know, something about the flower, an iris flower, as she frantically made her way out of the building the other night. 
Uh, we see some we see some grade A dance class here. Uh, Blanc comes in to meet Susie and says, "You know, the a room is ready for her at the school, and it's free." By the way, did you guys know there were male ballerinas? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that. Yeah, I always thought ballerinas were strictly female. No, are these ballerinos? No ballerinas. No, they're just male ballerinas. Okay. Yeah. They're just ballerinas, Joe. Okay. Yeah, you know, because nah, you, you ever see those moves like pick them up and twirl? And... No, nah, I, I mean I'm not much of a of a ballet fan, but I yeah I never even suspected there'd be try to male get into ballerinas. It. You need strong Jesus. toes, Joe. You're the last person I ever thought would say that. <laughs> I know it's shocking, shocking. But I'm learning something, and I'm growing from that. Backwards, Joe. Uh, <laughs> um, so Susie says that she wants to live with Olga but Tanner uh, Tanner likes that about her she says that uh, she likes that Susie won't compromise she'll stick by her her convictions uh, Susie then sees a woman uh, who freaks her out it's like this woman with a boy in a hallway who's shining this like shiny triangle thing Susie has a fucking staring problem in this scene though like what well, I mean I I just thought that, you know, when she was walking down the hall and she caught the glimpse of, I think she's the chef in the scene. I think she's holding a knife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look creepy. She's sitting there with like the little blonde boy and they look creepy as hell. But Susie just like locks eyes. You think that's a knife? That's so long. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. It was a knife. She was like. Yeah. She's like polishing her knife. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, obviously silver. So uh, I thought it was like some sort of like a uh, ghost weapon or something. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really foreshadow. Yes, it doesn't look like a knife, honestly. Well, I mean, I just thought Susie had a staring problem here. I mean, that lady and her child have a staring problem. Everybody has a staring problem. <laughs> Is that her child? <laughs> that's yeah, not her I, child, no. You don't think? No, that's her the, ward. It's the vice directress, directress uh, her nephew. He's very attached to him. Susie sees a woman, uh, so that woman, she freaks her out with a knife, I suppose. Susie is starting to feel weird, and the music's hitting hard once again. Uh, we get back into the, the uh, class with Tanner, teaching about ballet. Uh, Susie, she notably feels weak. You can see that she's kind of woozy. Yeah. Uh, Pavlo sits down. I, th- I wrote Pavlo here, but it's Daniel. Uh, Daniel, I know, I thought they were the same guy. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel sits down, starts hitting that piano, dog, like out of nowhere. Stevie Wonder. That's some Roadhouse shit right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very talented guy. Yeah. So he sits down, he's hitting it. Um, and they all start to dance to it. And like, he's, he's right on rhythm, man. Like they're dancing. They're like, if he messes one note up. The whole dance class is ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he doesn't. He's Pretty- a professional. Uh, so Susie says that she feels weak, but Tanner wants her to dance anyway. Uh, we see that she can't keep up, and Tanner just keeps pushing harder and harder, man. Like, can, can you have... Can you just see that your student's, yeah. like, fucked up? Come on, Susie! Uh, she can't keep up, and Tanner's... You know, she's still doing it. Susie faints with blood coming out of her nose and mouth. Oh, yeah. That ain't good. I mean, how old, do you guys think, how old do you think Susie is? Like 25? Like 23? Not even. She's supposed to be 20. Yeah. 20. Oh, is she that young? Yeah. She's hemorrhaging from the uh, the cranium area. <laughs> so, 
Blanc comes, so there we see her in bed. Uh, Blanc comes in and we see her. Uh, they're trying to make Susie drink. They give Susie a shot of something. This but, doctor guy I thought was evil as hell. And I thought he'd yeah. be like such a big part of this movie being evil. But yeah, he's a He does have like a, like a German scientist like, evil about him. Yeah, I'll give you these. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't tell her like what he injects her with. Like, boop. Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah, this is going to make you feel better. Uh, the doctor thinks that she, that she was hemorrhaging, which... Does that just randomly happen? Does that just ha- randomly happen? Okay, hemorrhaging is bleeding, so... Like, from your nose and mouth? Does that just happen out of nowhere? I remember that one time I sneezed when we were having Taco Bell. I kept started bleeding. Spin of blood and so shit. So you were, you were hemorrhaging uh, yeah. right there? Yeah. I thought that was from a taco shell getting no, stuck. I think, in no, because I tried, I tried so hard to stifle the sneeze. Mm. It's just like too much pressure, and then something popped. Yep. Taco Jeez. Bell can be deadly. Yeah, try so hard not to sneeze the taco out. So I just <laughs> kept eating. I knew I had to sneeze, but I just kept eating. <laughs> uh, we, next, we see Susie. She's in her room at the school, but she didn't want to be there. But she is next to Sarah. Now, isn't that interesting? You know, they just kind of, they don't really ask her. They just kind of move her in. You know, kind of force her. It's a little weird. Olga kicks her out. Kind of. Yeah, she she does. Susie does mention that, but I was, I just wondered, because like we never see Olga again. So like, I was just, I just didn't know if she actually did kick her out because of that or if, or if the school is just like, we're just going to keep her here. Yeah, I don't know. They just got both. There's a lot of shit in this movie that's really not explained at all. Yes. Uh, while Susie and Sarah are talking, Pavlo comes and brings them some food. While we see this watch lighter, which is in this movie a bunch. Joe, do you have anything on this watch lighter? Like, is it, what's the importance of this thing? I thought it was Sarah's watch lighter because they show it when they bumped into each other and they dropped each other's bags. The old woman didn't have it in the hallway? No, no, Sarah's. This, yeah, that I guess shot was of Sarah's. Oh, okay, Sarah's. I it, okay, okay. Like he's real interested in your liner. Careful, I might take it. Yeah, and it shows up a few more times in the movie. Yeah, yeah. For 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 maybe here because the time's ticking. And time's ticking, but it also should be mentioned that the the doctor prescribes Susie to drink like a glass of wine and eat plant food. Like three straight weeks, I think. After her yeah. collapse and hemorrhaging, bland food. Yeah, because the the wine will build her blood back. Mm. That was a cool <laughs> yeah. line. Blood. Uh, as we see that the bell starts to ring, um, it's fifteen minutes to supper. Susie starts to hear vibrate. So Sarah leaves the room, and then Susie's in her room by herself, and we start to hear vibration, hear and see vibration. And uh, we see her finding a worm in her hair and all over the place, and all the students are going crazy because there's fucking worms everywhere. Maggots. Maggots. Yes. Um, Yeah, they're falling from the ceiling. I guess in this scene, when everybody's running around the hallway... Like freaking out, the crew was actually dropping grains of rice down onto the cast from the hallway. Just to... <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's movie making right there. That's movie making. That's how you make a movie. Yeah, it's Hollywood <laughs> magic. <laughs> uh, 
so Tanner goes to take a look and with Mark up in the attic and uh, turns out that they find a giant crate full of food, disgusting food, which is harboring maggots. That many, though? A lot of fucking maggots. That's a crate full of yeah. maggots at this point. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, Blanc says she'll take care of everything. I also don't know how the maggots got through the floor into the ceiling. Magic. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, it, insects play a big part in magic. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't quote us on that. Uh, so they make it. So obviously they all can't sleep in their rooms that night. So they make a giant dormitory, uh, or they go to the dorm- dormitory where they make a giant room where it's just beds and all that for all the girls to sleep. Uh, the teachers leave after supper, is what Sarah says. Well, don't they say that the teachers are going to stay in the dormitory with them that night? Yeah, that night. Which is weird. Uh, they turn out the lights, and when they turn out the lights, there's just this red light that's like casting people's shadows through the sheets. It's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But I would not be able to sleep in this room. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's literally like completely light. They utilize that, that lighting technique a whole lot. I mean, they use red and blue gels to to create like that luminosity and I guess they use like red cloths to just bounce this like colored light onto the characters. Hey, it's really cool. The lighting in this yeah. movie is like on point. Yeah. It's just like really uh It's ahead of its time. And like in and, and don't get it twisted. Like if you watch this movie, like it's hard to describe it through the podcast, but the way the camera work is in this movie it seems like almost every scene, like the camera's trying to do something like a little different. different. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. funny you say that because Dario Argento said that when he was creating a shot list, he wanted to create a movie where he didn't repeat any of the same shots. He oh, wanted okay. every shot in the movie to be different. That's, I mean, I think he succeeded. I mean, you could definitely tell. And yeah. they're all like really cool camera moves, pan in, zoom ins. Yeah. Like, really cool. Cool cool uses of light. Definitely makes you want to, like, go check out his other catalog, you know? Yeah. For real. Uh, Susie looks up, and she sees Mark creeping pretty hard at the top of the sheet. Um, I don't know how the fuck he got up there, but... <laughs> shit, shit's like, what, 15 feet in the air? Yeah, he's just waving. <laughs> I don't know how he got up there. Kiss, like, on his finger. Yeah. <laughs> Points at. <laughs> um, so after that, we hear some. We get this like the crazy ass demon sounds uh, for the score going on. And uh, just like earlier, it's a really cool setting with everyone sleeping with the red light, the shadows, silhouettes. Uh, we see like a demon, like a demon shadow, like lay on a bed. Right? I don't think That's it was it a looked. demon shadow. I think it was just the shadow. You didn't think that was like a demon? You, no. Go, it, go to it go to it joe's got it popped up i just want to see it it, it looks just, like it was it a demon with like, like chains and like a fuck it looked like the jeepers creepers i do not remember that we're gonna get to it though i'm pretty sure it was just literally it, a person it silhouette. Just got, yeah to me it just looked like a person yeah, I, I just thought, thought i saw it, like a trench coat with chains and 
Look at this. I yeah, mean, look, like, maybe look at that. Look at that. That's, that's not like a that's, demon. No. Look at that. Look at that. No, that's her. Like, that's her pajama robe. She has. She has a robe that she definitely has, like a spooky robe on. All right. Everybody has a spooky robe <laughs> <laughs> all the time. That is true. And with a robe is spooky. Yeah. <laughs> a silk robe. Um, we see this going down right behind where Susie is sleeping, right on the other side of that sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah wakes up and she looks back. She wakes up Susie, who isn't really sleeping, I guess. She's like, Susie, you awake? Like, yeah, I am. What's up? Been awake all night. And then we hear this weird snoring. Uh, it's behind the sheet. It's the sheet behind them. They, uh, Sarah's telling her that she's heard the snoring before. Snare, uh, snare. <laughs> Sarah thinks that it's the directress. Oh my god! She, the directress, is supposed to be traveling abroad. She's like not supposed to be in the school whatsoever. Just for backstory, right? So she just chooses to sleep in the place like where everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarah's like they're lying to us. Like she's so suspicious right off the bat. It's crazy. Sarah, Sarah, not Susie. Well, because didn't Sarah was saying that she was kind of. Uh, seeing like what that other girl was going through and she like read all those notes and stuff from her well that's later yeah but she like by now she did it though in this scene she said it no no like in the scene like she already did do that stuff so that's like why oh, she's yeah, all paranoid yeah, yeah. yeah uh so the director is uh they say that she doesn't stay over the night uh so after that, the next day, we see the dog. We get an opening shot of the building, and we see the dog chained up again, and Daniel getting in. Um, they ask, and we find out the director is, was not there over the night. Uh, the mom and her, not her boy, just like the small Dutch child. <laughs> it's the vice director's <laughs> nephew. <laughs> uh, they're walking up to the dog, and... It was like weird because it felt like the dog had like like there was all this tension coming from them, and then we go to the dog, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's like no tension whatsoever. <laughs> and then, but we hear a struggle. So, did they attack to the dog? Did the dog attack them? Uh, well, we're pulling back on a long hallway shot, and the back of the class, Tanner stops the piano in the fucking ballet class, oh, and man. she says, "The dog bit." The boy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the worst. Uh, D- Daniel defends his dog, man. He defends it to the end here. Yeah. But just supposed to. He's like, he's a good boy. He would never bite. Uh, but Tanner, she's being, uh, being a little uh, unforgiven here. And she wants to throw him out. Pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. It feels like Daniel's doing all this stuff for them. Yeah, I mean, Daniel's just a loyal piano player. He seems like he comes to work on time every day. On his way out, he makes sure to tell everyone that he's not deaf. <laughs> he's like, I'm not deaf. I'm not deaf. I mean, he's glad to leave, though. He's like, fuck you. Fuck this place. I'm going to get my dog and get the fuck out of here. Yep. And he thought he thought he was safe. Maybe he is. I think he is. I think he is too. Pablo, we get back over there and uh, Pablo delivers food to Susie again and we see her drinking her wine. 
uh, Susie and Sarah hear the teachers going away, so we hear they're just in the room hearing the footsteps of the other teachers. Can you guys do any, like, footstep sound effects? Yeah. Watch this. Footstep, footstep, footstep. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you got any footsteps? Yeah, that was nice. Like a horse trotting through the hallway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so Susie, though, she thinks that they're still in the school by the sound of the steps. That's some smart shit right there. Yeah. She's like, she says the door's in the opposite direction of the way the footsteps are moving. Right. They're going left. Yeah. And Susie's saying this all while she's like fucking like passing out. She's like sleep. She's like, I'm so sleepy, man. And Sarah, Sarah like wants to know where they're going. They're just like, she's like, stay with me, stay with me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it definitely feels like Susie's kind of drugged or something. Oh yeah, that wine. She's wine drunk. Um, this is when we get <laughs> the ghost music, <laughs> the the ghost sounds in our score back, and it's God. It's just, I mean, I love it. It's just confusing. Okay, like. It's just a confusing thing to put in a score. The score is so great because, like, it has the main score and then it has, like, this whisper behind it that, like, yeah. you don't really know what it's saying. Yeah, it's, like, going with the beat, too. So, I mean, it's good. I just can't. I'm just like, is this part of the fucking plot or is this just the score? It's just the score, but because it doesn't really have any, like, besides, like, making an intense atmosphere. Not like it has any, like, super direct impact on the movie. But it just like for me, like at this point in the movie, I thought this was like a demon movie. So I was like, is this, is this like demon stuff? Is this going down? <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, we see a bunch of shots of the empty school at night, real creepy. Uh, we see the window open and a zoom in on the moon. Moon's so creepy, man. <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? You know, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? It's just out there. Wild. The next day, we see a... It was the same night. What, the same night? The German thing? Yeah. Uh, So, the next (laughs) night... The night... The night... The night of... (laughs) (laughs) That same night, we see this, like, German festival thing, which isn't even a festival. It's just, like, a bunch of German people, like, dancing on a table in a bar. Yeah. And uh, we see Daniel with them. He's, he's you know. He's, he's watching. En- he's enjoying it. They're yodeling. Uh, Daniel and his dog are walking back home as he, and we see that he's just super alone out there. There's nobody fucking around anywhere. This is a, this is actually like a famous square in Munich. And uh, this is where Hitler would do his speeches. Ooh. And the uh, the brewery that he was just in is apparently where Hitler and his his boys decided that they wanted to try to take power of Germany. So I, re- I saw an interview where Dario said that he kept that like evil in mind as like these are the places where Nazism started, and you know just to make it more real. Damn. Well, that just certainly made it more real. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> Daniel and his dog are walking. Um, my God, dude. The the scope like the scale of this place is it's just a huge place. He's just like this is your way home, dude. 
<laughs> just on the way. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the direct, shortcut. Direct path to my uh, $50 a, a week apartment. <laughs> uh, the dog starts to bark as we get some tension building. Uh, Daniel starts to, uh, he starts to freak out. You know, he's just like, who's there? Freaking out a little bit. Um, we see. God, that's gotta be so scary, though. Like, imagine like being blind as well with like something like this going on. So I mean, it's dark. And your dog's like uh, your dog, which isn't characteristically ever freaking out, starts to freak out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be freaking. Yeah. Out. Now, this part kind of confused me a little bit. Now, do we see a gargoyle? E- a gargoyle eagle fly off of that building. Was that me? We don't see it, but, but it it's does. presumed. Yeah, there's like a POV of it doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was cool. I was like sitting there. I was like, "Oh hell, baby, we're gonna get a gargoyle kill, baby." Um. But this was actually a crazy surprise because the dog just turns around, attacks Daniel, biting his throat out. Yeah. And and starts eating him. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's this awesome scene of like the dog just like eating some flesh. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that the, looked like pretty real. The shit in this movie, I just wasn't expecting. No, I was not expecting the dog to turn on the fucking guy, especially yeah. after the fucking like gargoyle. And he's like, like all heartbroken right. with the dog, like on his throat. You just see him like, uh, like in shock. Oh yeah, on the ground. Your best friend, man. Yeah. Can't believe this. And he starts like eating him immediately. Yeah. Um, it was pretty fucking awesome though. Like I was like sitting there, like, oh shit. <laughs> it was like such a surprise like it really like this movie keeps you guessing yeah um his glasses fall off didn't you guys think it'd be cool if he had like some some like daredevil like acid scarring around his eyes or something it's not how it works in the real world <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna not acknowledge that joke <laughs> Uh, next up, we see the girls. Uh, they're talking about what just happened. Uh, Susie's looking super fucking worried. And this is when uh, Susie and Blanc, they're sitting down. And Susie tells her that she thinks that something's going on around here. Something not right. She says, uh, she says that uh, Pat mumbled uh, like a sec- something about secret and an iris to her. And uh, that's not something that she told Blanc before. Blanc doesn't know. So she's telling her some new information. So it's like, yo, I got to call the cops right now because you telling me this shit you didn't tell me before, man. What the hell? Sarah thinks that Pat was talking about someone in the building as they're going for a nice swim in one of the nicest swimming pools I've ever seen. (laughs) So they're gossiping about it and they're just like saying like, I think there's something internally going on here. And honestly... Is that where Sarah discloses that uh, Pat was talking to her? I think it was. She's like, she wasn't telling the the teacher something that they shouldn't know. She's telling me, motherfucker. Oh my god. Is that also where she says that she was the girl on the intercom that told... uh, That told Susie to fuck off, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Good catch. Uh, we get a POV uh, from the balcony um, on top. I don't even know if it's a POV. Maybe it's just like a cool shot. I thought it was just a cool shot. I didn't think it was a POV. but They just used POVs like three or four times right. before this. So I was like, probably a POV. <clears throat> but maybe not. Um, from the balcony of them swimming down there. Again, nicest swimming pool I've ever seen. Uh, 
Pat gives Sarah a bunch of, or she says that she's going to give her a bunch of notes that, uh, or Sarah is has a bunch of notes from Pat about all the shit that was going on in the school. And she was going to give those goddamn notes and let Susie read them. And she, she said that she would never do that to anybody. Today. Uh, yeah. Susie, so we get back there and Susie, uh, Susie's passed out. And the notes are gone. Sarah comes into the room, starts freaking out. The notes are fucking gone, man. Someone knows what's going on. I'm so mm-hmm. fucked. I'm so fucked. Right? I mean, that's what I would, you would do. If, you, if I was Sarah, I would like suspect Susie. Because Susie's just came in here. She's been narking the whole time. She's like, oh, yeah, I heard Pat saying something about secret and irises. Yeah, you know. And she's the only one who knew about the notes. And now they're gone. I would immediately sus- suspect Susie of taking the notes if I was there. That is a good point. I didn't think about that. That is a fucking good point. Like, why wouldn't she just automatically be like, this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> right? No. Uh, Sarah, she has the key. It, she knows she like she knows where the teachers go at night. And she says that in those notes that Pat was saying something about the teachers being witches. This is our first mumbling of witches. And at this point, I was like, oh. Okay, it's going to be a witch thing. Witches. Oh. Which is cool because throughout the score, they, they would sometimes cap off the score with that like big whisper. And in the beginning of the movie, it was just like, whoosh. Yeah. But like further on, as you get like, you know, into the middle of the movie, it's clearly, they're clearly like saying witch. Oh, witch. Witch. <laughs> 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 the bitch. Have you guys seen that movie, The, the Bitch? Hell oh, yeah! <laughs> Just bitch. Love that movie. It's, yeah, it's, that's a good tension movie. Mm. Uh, so Sarah starts. So Susie's out of commission. She's like, you know, what if it's that wine or whatever she's doing? She's like passing out. Sarah starts to hear footsteps. We get a nice shot uh, through a light bulb in this scene. Through a light bulb, uh, is that supposed to be like a W in the light bulb for a witch? <laughs> I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a cool ass shot though. Uh, so now we have a green light that's in the dark uh, as Sarah makes her way through. Sarah's scared as hell. Uh, she sees a light coming from uh, one of the rooms, so she leaves there. Uh, someone enters the room. And she see and they see Susie sleeping. They pass up on Susie. Which in the end, I think they could have just popped her right there. They could have. Like that was the key. Uh Sarah's running through the halls and uh she's going through the doors. The doors are all locked. Uh Sarah goes into the attic. Is it even the attic or she is just like the upstairs? It seemed like an attic the way she goes up it, but it might but yeah. there's like a whole nother fucking like floor. Yeah. So it just seemed like it was maybe just like some stairs. But it was like some ladder stairs that she goes up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, know. Simultaneously, we see someone go to a case and get a straight razor from it. So that's how you know shit ain't going to be working out for Sarah. Never. Never, ever, ever. Um, yeah, this, this is when I wrote, like, wasn't an attic, just another floor. <laughs> Cause like, it's so big up there. I mean, it's like, it's literally just another fucking floor of this place. Big building. Uh, Sarah leans, she leans on a wall and, uh, 
she just I guess she just happens to see fucking uh secret door. She opens it with a pulsing blue light there. Uh she is attacked and she runs behind the door while on the other side she sees a knife come through the door crack and start to unlock it. <laughs> slowly. It's incredibly honestly, slowly. It's honestly so funny. It's like she's not even trying, or whoever is on the other side of the door is yeah. not even trying to so, unlock the yeah. door. It's one of those locks that, like, yep. uh, it's like a bar lock or something that comes down and latches. Yeah, it's just a hook. You. And this, this person on the other side who's trying to murder her is, like, at this door, like, with a knife in between the crack of the door, mm-hmm. just, like, trying to lift it up, but, like, can't get it <laughs> for, like, five straight minutes. It's hilarious. Uh, Sarah sees a window. Uh, she she gets a bunch of boxes in the room uh, to stand on while she's doing it. Uh, it's still taking forever for this person to unlock the door. Sarah climbs the boxes, gets to the window right above, and falls into a room of. I thought they were barbed wire. Oh, it's think, razor wire. It's yeah. razor it's wire. Razor Dude, wire. that that scene made me like shudder. No, who just has streaming that? everywhere? Like, <laughs> Oh my god! Dance places. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was like, I was like, it can't be like. There's no reason for them to have this. Maybe this is just like a bunch of like straightened out slinkies. <laughs> I don't know, but the, I just like <laughs> the thought of like being in a pile of razor wire and just like trying to stand up in that. And ugh. it was Freaked honestly like it was like some saw shit. Yeah, some yeah. crazy shit. That was an intense scene. Yeah, and I guess like the 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 wire actually like pinched the hell out of this actress too. I can see that. Pretty, pretty painful for her. This is when Sarah, she gets her throat slit. Rip. Goodbye, Sarah. Ooh. Uh, Susie sees the next morning that Sarah is gone. Uh, Blanc says that uh, she left. She gone, man. She left the school. And Mark confirms it. So is Mark just a little bo- like a little bitch boy? What? Yeah, it's kind of weird. At this point in the movie, you're like, okay, she's in on it, he's in on it, for sure. Like, definitely he is. Because the the instructor, I always forget her name, but she could have just, Tanner, like, she could have just been told that uh, Sarah left the school. But Mark, like, is backing up the story, like, saying, like, yeah, I heard her leave, I heard a car roll away with her, you know? Yeah. That shit didn't happen. No. No, it didn't. And you could tell, you could definitely tell they were trying to cover something up. I mean, they didn't really play it that good. No. And I think Susie could tell too. Uh, Susie calls, this is when Susie calls Frank, who's played by uh, Udo Kier. Cool name. <laughs> Pretty cool name. <laughs> uh, he's saying that uh, Sarah's gone and he wants to meet at the convention. She wants to meet him at the convention center. While there, Frank says that he phoned Sarah's father, who's who happens to be away for the weekend. <clears throat> Frank says that uh, you know she was a patient of his, and she and Sarah had frequent mental breakdowns. Uh, says that this is when we start to get a little background on the school. Oh, because I guess Frank knows all about the school. He says that the school was founded in 1895 by a witch. Joe, do you know what the witch's name is? Helena. Josh, you know her last name? Helena, last name. Yeah, the name's Helena, I'm a witch. Helena Mar. Better believe this. <laughs> I, don't, I forget her last name, but it starts with an M. Helena M. Uh, the witch, Helena M. Uh, Susie feels like she's heard it before. She's heard that name. 
the founder of the school, she went by the Black Queen. <gasps> That's oh. metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, she died in a fire in 1905, or so the story goes. Uh, Frank thinks that if you believe in magic, that you have a mental illness. Helena Marcos. Helena Marcos is the witch. Original witch. Well, But again, Frank thinks that if you believe in magic, you have a mental illness. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough, really? You believe in magic? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's a... It's, of course. That's a, that's a far reach to say you have a mental illness and you, you believe in magic, I guess. I mean, how do you but, think Santa gets around yeah, the world? Yeah, if, if I believe in Santa Claus, I have a fucking mental illness. I guess if you believe in Santa Claus at 30, you might have a mental illness. But this guy's also, <laughs> he's also a psychologist. You, <laughs> All right, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but he's also a psychologist. And I mean, he's a man of science. And uh, hold on. Interesting fact about this actor is he didn't, he had no time to prepare for this role. So actually in this scene, there was a crew member hiding behind the bench that they were sitting on feeding him lines. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he was like really fucking new. <laughs> yeah. He had like zero time to prepare, but yeah. He also says here that this is a pretty good quote. He says, bad luck isn't brought by a broken mirror. It's bought by broken minds. Which interestingly enough, Dario, <laughs> Dario Argento's biography is called Broken Mirrors, Broken Minds. Can't be a coincidence. No, it's definitely not. It's taken directly from the <laughs> <laughs> No coincidence. Uh, he introduces her to Milius, played by Rudolf Schunder. Uh, he knows all about witches, conveniently. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's a witch expert. He's just hanging out across the across the way there. Honestly, kind of made me wish I was a witch expert. Me too. I was like, dude, it'd be so cool just to be an expert on whatever this guy's an expert on. Well, and then this guy, he says that he thinks all that, he thinks that witches and all that shit is real. Now, based on what David just said, this guy has a mental illness. See, see how it doesn't work? I get what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, so he says that, uh, that witches, they're negative and destructive, and their knowledge of the occult gives them power to change people's lives and only do harm. Now, an interesting thing about this guy <laughs> in his acting performance here is he only spoke German. So, uh, Susie here, the actress, uh, she didn't know a thing he was saying. Jessica Harper didn't know a goddamn thing he was saying, and he had to like lightly tap her with his foot whenever he was done with the line. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this must have been such an interesting shoot for her. Probably like different than anything she's ever done. Yeah, this is uh, this with language barriers and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's so much different than like an American film. Not just knowing that they dubbed the whole thing at the end, they just right went yeah. through it. Um, and he he does know about the bat the Black Queen. Um, he says, and then this is where he says that a coven of witches needs its leader. Isn't that interesting? So it's basically like you cut the head off the snake. The snake dies. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> it has been proven, yes. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Thanks for Waiting podcast. You want to kill a snake, cut off its head. Because it'll die. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, and we also get a cool mirror shot here. Apparently in the Blu-ray version of this movie, you can like notice Dario standing off to the side in like a white t-shirt observing the scene. I didn't see it in this one, but that was one of the... It was a cool, it was a cool, uh, it was a cool shot. They like zoom into their reflections in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, do you think there's any deep meaning to that? They do use a lot of reflection shots. Um, is it kind of like, you know how people see like the other side of the mirror is like a different world and maybe like, you know, I like this that. is her being introduced to that different world. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Good analysis. I'm here all week, baby. Susie, uh, she's back in a room and she goes, uh, she goes to Mark's room, but he isn't there and she wants to know where everyone is. Nobody's in the fucking school right now. Turns out that Tanner got everyone tickets to the theater, but not Susie. Mm. That's pretty fucked up. It's a, it's a little bit rude. A little bit sus. A little bit sus. Uh, she goes back on the phone and while on the phone with, with Frank, a storm kicks up and cuts out the power. Lots of storms here. Yeah, pretty convenient. <laughs> uh, Susie gets rid of... So Susie goes back up to her room. She gets rid of all of her food and puts it in the toilet. She's finally kind of getting wise to what's going on around there. Yeah, she's being drugged every night. Uh, she pours her drink into the sink, and it's like this thick-ass fucking Kool-Aid. Yeah, apparently. I don't know if that's wine. <laughs> no, that definitely wasn't fucking wine. I mean, my God. Um, I'd be interested to see what they even used for that, honestly. Yeah, you notice. Looked like nail polish or something. <laughs> it was it was something real fucked up. And I guess uh, you notice this. Uh, it showed it before, kind of more steadily, but as she's like kind of swirling around in the sink and washing it down, the water and the drain pipe within like the red stuff makes the shape of an eye. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> What? She's kind of always being watched. Oh. It showed her before in a sink scene. The water was actually swirling. And she put an eye. I see that now. Yeah. 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 That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Uh, so she opens a door in that in her bathroom. She opens a door in her bathroom and a bat flies out and attacks it. I think she opened the window, right? Was it a window? It looked like it was just a door. Like a random door. Like a door. This bat puppet was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this bat kind of kicks her ass. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Does not give up. Um, it attacks her. It's like attacking the shit out of her head. Uh, she's just kind of like holding it on her head. Uh, it it ends up, it falls on the ground. It's like flapping all over. It's pretty sad. And then she throws a towel over it and smashes it to pieces. Oh, man. That was, that was fucking brutal. Yeah. And you can see the blood stain like in the sheet as she's like walking out. Yeah. She fucks that bat up. It's pretty sad. Um, she's up late. Uh, she's smoking a cigarette as the thunder is roaring, the storm's going on. Uh, she finds that. Now, we did fail to mention this. When Sarah was with her, trying to get her to read that before Sarah like runs out in the hall and dies, she does leave her last note from Pat in Susie's nightstand. Cool. I didn't even catch that. No. She does do that. 100%. And this is where Susie finds that note in her nightstand that Sarah left. Uh, so she finds it. 
Um, this is when she starts to hear footsteps and she knows they don't leave the school. Oh, yeah. This is when Susie counts their steps to find out where they're going. She's like, if I count the steps, I know exactly where they're going. Uh, she goes out while the music is hitting, dog. Like, this shit is screaming in your ears. <laughs> Which, by the way, I forgot to mention about the music. Uh, Dario blasted the music, uh, like, at a 10 the entire time he filmed the movie. Just, like, <laughs> make everybody pissed off and unsettled. Because the music Good. was composed before the movie was shot. So that's like kind of like a technique that uh, they use in The Shining, too, to like get all the actors like super you know, on it. Not a great yeah. way to, to make friends, but... <laughs> <laughs> to make a good movie? Sometimes that's what you gotta do. Uh, we see lots of unique camera moves here while she's, as she's tracking them through the halls. Uh, Susie, she gets to the door at the end of a hall, hears a woman having... And she hears these women having a good old time. It's the lady... The is the chef from earlier that was polishing her knife with that little Dutch boy, <laughs> and uh, she's this is where Su- <laughs> Susie sneaks past them. Super, she like Batman's them. <laughs> she does. Right. She just like she like swoops past so fast. And they're like, hey, wait, it's out, it's the bat. <laughs> like who's out there? Nobody, because she's that fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes to a room with carpet, so she knows. She's like, that's why the footsteps always stop. It's because they hit carpet. Uh, it's a really weird-ass trippy room. I don't, I don't know if you guys got this, but like, it felt like it was... Uh, it's hard to describe. It was the way that the things on the wall were. It felt like the room was big but small. Well, this, they, this is not the first time they've been in this room. This was the vice director's room. This was Madame Blank's office. Oh really? They yeah. must only show. Did they only show like one portion of it? They only showed. Yeah, they only showed Madame Blank at her desk and Susie across from. That was when she was telling Madame Blank that uh, she heard Pat say something about secret, something about Iris. Oh okay, that that okay okay. Uh, so she sees the. So she's looking around the wall. Uh, there's like patterns all over the wall. Uh, she sees a blue iris on the wall, a flower, and she remembers. But that is indeed what Pat said to turn the blue iris. Um, she has a great fucking memory. Tell me about it. I would have been like, I don't know, she babbled something. Come get, to, <laughs> get, to, get to dancing. <laughs> uh, Susie turns the blue flower on the wall, opening a secret door. She finds this hallway uh behind this and then she gets in there she there's this giant blue curtain and she goes behind it and starts following the hallway um god damn it this building is huge dog it's like it's like hh holmes fucking like murder cat like there's there's like (laughs) a bunch of secret yeah yeah, tunnels and shit there's so many secret doors secret passageways like it's just fucking crazy um so she's she's going through this she sneaks through the halls and she finds a door cracked uh, it's Blanc talking about how they tr- they have to get rid of Suji- Susie, and uh, Blanc drinks something to give her power, saying the girl must vanish. Now, what do you think she was drinking here? Blood. Probably blood. 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 I'm guess- yeah, I would guess blood. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so Susie's sitting there. She's. How would you feel like finding out that the, like Blanc's been like really civil to her this whole time? 
and to find out that she's all of a sudden just like we need to kill this bitch like right here right fucking now yeah, yeah that would suck and that little Dutch boy is like <laughs> just staring right at her too yeah they're all in on it fucking what's his face is there too uh, Paul, Paul, yeah. Paul he's in there mm-hmm. uh, so Susie uh, as she's sneaking around she finds Sarah's dead body nailed to a board man <laughs> fuck that don't we all well, yeah. um, <laughs> and this is where Pavlo. We see Pavlo, and he's walking around with that watch lighter. Now he stole it. He did want that lighter. So um, did he steal it because he knew that they were gonna kill her? Maybe he stole it after he killed her. Possibly. Cool lighter though. Very cool lighter. Uh, so Susie, uh, after being traumatized by seeing Sarah's dead body, uh, ducks into a room and she starts to hear that weird breathing once more. The same type of breathing that was the directress. Uh, Susie knocks some shit over, waking her up, and the directress knows it's her, which is weird. Yeah. Probably because she's the only student in the school at that time. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, maybe she's a mind reading witch. Like, nah, nah. She, <laughs> yeah, she's only one uh, so yeah, she like Susie knocks that shit. That's the first time. Like, I mean, you can't be perfect all the time, but that was the first time that Susie really uh, was loud in any way. She's like a really good sneaker. She is, yeah. She fucks up big though. <laughs> yeah, she fucks up real big. Um, Susie, she walks up, she grabs a knife, and she walks up to stab her. This knife is a, a glass feather that was on like a ornament peacock. That she knocks over. That's what she knocks over to wake up the directress. And uh, it's just a shout out to Argento's film debut when he directed The Bird with the Crystal Plumage in 1970. Wow, that's like... Jesus, that's like one of the, like, the most like craziest Easter eggs. Like only that <laughs> motherfucker would know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I just thought I'd throw it in there. No, that's a fucking good fact there. That's a good, that's a good old fackin'. That's some fackin' dude. Enjoy being fact. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Susie like go. She like goes with a knife and she like opens the curtains, but there no one's there. And you just hear her like the the uh, director is like laughing, which yeah. she's the black queen. I mean, <laughs> naturally, <so. laughs> no, she's the black queen. Everybody, in case you, in case you didn't know, and she's saying like she's saying like, oh, you tried to kill me. Oh, what you gonna do now? I'm not even here. Yeah. She had the cloak of an invisibility. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter shit. Uh, she says that Susie's about to meet the living dead. And we see that it's Sarah's body bo- brought back to life. Which is pretty terrifying. That's Yeah, that was some scary shit. Um, and then Susie just happens to see the outline of the witch in the lighting. Yeah. And so, like, she, <laughs> the witch didn't even move. Like, she was just, like, sitting in the same spot. And uh, Susie sees her and uh, stabs her right in the neck. Right, Joe? It is in the neck. It's right in the neck, yeah. Um, and we see the, the, you see shots of the witch being revealed. We see that she's just like an old, like, uh, dirty, long nails type of, type of creature. Mm-hmm. And this woman that played Helena Marcos was not credited. According to Jessica Harper, she was a 90-year-old former prostitute who director. Argento found in an elder care home in Rome. They tried to make like an actress with really old makeup. It didn't work, so they just went out and they got like a 90-year-old woman to play this. 
<laughs> and what the hell was up with Sa- like Sarah, the undead Sarah, like didn't do shit. She was like walking menacingly towards her and did nothing. Nah. But maybe she just walked dead or walked dead. Maybe she just like dropped dead as soon as uh, Susie stabbed the Black Queen. I like calling her that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, so everything in the room starts to move like an earthquake. Susie sees Blanc and them. Uh, they're feeling the effects of the uh, the matriarch, if you will, of the coven real, being killed. Real quick here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that, uh, that when we were talking about earlier how Argento's uh, girlfriend at the time, Daria Nicole, Nicole D, uh wrote this script, uh, she had a dream of an invisible witch and an exploding panther. So they wrote that into the movie and that crystal panther um, that was on a desk just exploded. And obviously there's an invisible, invisible witch. And as I was saying earlier that her grandmother was telling Argento about the time there, she was in a music academy and she left because they were practicing witchcraft secretly. Jeez. That's some deep shit right there. So fucking deep. <laughs> deep. God. Man, that shit is deep. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Oh, no. I was just thinking, God damn <laughs> I'm just it, like seeing it like all around you. No. Uh, I was just going along with it. God, I can't handle how deep it is. No. Yeah. All right. So Susie, <laughs> after all that, Susie's running out of the door. Uh, she's running out as all the doors are busting open. Uh, she runs outside in the pouring rain as we see the house start to burn. Damn. And that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. You've been watching Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I would have liked to see like a little bit more, but it was kind of like that nice like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre ending where you see like you see her at the like in the uh back of the truck at the end just like hysterically laughing. Yeah. I imagine Susie's just like running, just like ah, ha, 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 ha. Well Susie's like she's walking away with like this big grin on her face. She fuck. She just fucking took down an entire coven of witches. Yeah, like an old ass coven. Yeah, yeah. been around for a while. It's something Man, to be proud of. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I mean that was Suspiria, and we gotta say, we give that a thumbs up here at Fangs for Waiting. That was it was a yeah, good ass movie. If you yeah. haven't seen this movie, um, I would definitely. I would 100% recommend this, and I, I, I hope to see it again. I want to see uh, that sequel Joe was talking about. I want to see the remake. Like, this is some good shit. Yeah. The sequel was originally supposed to be directed by David Gordon Green. Ooh, the director way. of Halloween 2018. Yeah, it fell through, and it wasn't directed by... It was directed by Luca. It was directed by Luca. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name. Um... And uh, the guys, Olga, there was a scene in the script that was never shot about Olga being a young witch in training. Yeah. Luca Guaranino, by the way. There it is. That's why we have Josh around and pay him the big bucks. <laughs> pay him the big bucks. Pay him the big you bucks. Guys, did you guys expect Olga to be a witch in training? No. I honestly forgot completely about her. Yeah. Just, <laughs> there's a lot of characters that I kind of just completely completely forget about. They kind of just disappear. Yeah, yeah. You'd exp- like characters that you expect to have bigger roles, like Mark. More like Mark. <laughs> yeah. Like Mark. 
More yeah, gas I guess, smart. I guess Argento was like contemplating suicide after this film too. That was one of the facts on IMDb. <laughs> Always pleasant. Wow, dude. Could you imagine though, like if if he did do it, like this movie would be like infamy. It would like live in infamy. Yeah. As but, like this like fucked up piece that just like drove this man to like yeah. insanity. <laughs> I mean, that's what they would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would definitely paint it like that. I mean, this I'm glad he didn't because this man needs to be out there making movies. <laughs> Absolutely. And we need to be out here covering them. And the last the fact I had that I forgot to mention was the film was designed to be resemble an acid trip. That's why he wanted to film it in Germany and give it all that expressionistic fairy tale type shit. I feel like he succeeded in everything he was trying to do with this movie. Yeah, I would like, agree. This is like, I feel like this is one of those movies that's just, is really close to being like, at least, I don't know, he's got to think this is a 10 out of 10, right? Yeah. I would say, yeah. I mean, he's got to think it's a perfect movie. And I honestly, it's, it's pretty darn close. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, for sure. It's. I definitely recommend this to anybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, with that, it has been the Thanks for Waiting podcast for this week. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, you can give us an email at thanksforwaitingpodcast at gmail.com. You know, suggest some movies to us. You know, maybe we some got some shit wrong and some stuff. You can, you know, correct us. You can fucking tell us a dark secret that Josh told you. You could, yeah, literally anything. It'd be pretty sweet. Go ahead and do it. Um, you can find the Thanks for Waiting podcast on Spotify and the Anchor app, as well as Amazon Music. We're working on iTunes. It's like fucking rocket science to get in there. But me and Joe are working on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with that, I'd say don't trust a ballet. Uh, don't trust a ballet school. That's what I say. I say don't drink the wine. It'll fuck you up. Josh, what do you say? I'm going to take a peek in the ballet school, but, <laughs> you know, I'll be weary. Cool. And don't don't drink shit from strangers. It's not good. Solid advice. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> don't drink stuff from strangers and, you know, be a little weary. If you think some witchy activities going on. Yeah. But until next week, we'll catch you later. Bye.